Hello there, folks. I'm Dave Holmes. Welcome to International Waters, the transatlantic panel show that pits American and British comedians against each other in a pop culture battle royale. Now, this episode is about to drop in the middle of May. And for those of you who may not have been super invested in the goings on of the literal definition of an old money family, that means it's time for the wedding of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. It's Yay. a royal wedding, you guys. Wee! Wee! That means it's a very special. <laughs> Shut up! It's a very international waters apropos event due to the uh, transatlantic pairing of the royal couple. And so today, all of our rounds are going to be royal wedding themed. Brilliant! Isn't that fun? I guess I th- it, it should be deal or no deal themed due to the uh, well, filmography we'll, of Meghan Markle. We'll get there. Okay, we'll get there. For now, you're listening to International Waters. Meet our contestants playing for the country that's keeping its populace mollified one royal wedding at a time. From the BBC Asian Network and fresh from supporting Simon Amstel on tour, it's Mawan Rizwan. Hello, Mawan. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh I feel like I've got to be happy about the royal wedding because I'm British, but just so you know, a lot of British people, we don't get very excited about things. No, I know. I know. You got to play it cool. But really it's cool. fun, right? There's going to be all kinds of fascinators and shit. I guess. <laughs> I guess. That's what we're excited about. Yeah, the fascinators. That is probably the most exciting thing. You're right, actually. I mean, that's what I think. Also playing for the UK, also from the BBC Asian Network, and from sketch duo Egg, it's Emily Lloyd Saney. Hi. Did I say your name doing? right? Did I say your name right? You said my name right, yeah. Oh, wow. Which good. is rare. Good. Oh, boy. So how are you? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Good. I'm just laughing at my one because... You hate the royal wedding. See, I didn't want to use that word because so quickly. Once I tried to bring it up on the radio show, and he's like, Ugh, Ugh, and wow. just went really quiet in the link. So he it. transformed into some sort of beast or monster? He's some kind of swamp monster, yeah. Oh, wow. It's a very strange effect. Hopefully he'll do it on the day. Well, okay. Swamp, swamp mon- Monster is in the spectrum of emotions that you're allowed to feel mm-hmm. about the royal You're wedding. absolutely right. I get and it. an old man on the bus the other day told me that I look like Meghan Markle. Wow. <laughs> and well, that's I think cool. what he meant was, you're brown. Um, yeah. But I took it. I'm going to take it. Absolutely. Take it and run with it. So, Team UK, I need you to come up with a buzz in word that you feel best represents your great nation at the precipice of a royal wedding. Oh, my. And you think of one? Uh, Marmite? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, Marmite. Why Marmite and why now? Well, it's Marmite is so. It's, I survive on it. Yeah. For one. Uh, but also, it's probably the one thing that won't be at the royal wedding. And, you know, just like the royals, you love it or you hate it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fair. Like that? yeah. yeah, I definitely that, thought about that before I said it. That is absolutely fair. I love it. Thank you, Team UK. Now, playing for the nation that is really going to have to start watching the USA Network if its stars are going to become royalty, film and TV critic, frequent panelist on the Max Fun show, Who Shot Ya? Ingu Kang. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm okay. Okay, I'm not convinced. What's going on? It is a beautiful sunny day in LA and it is killing wow. my eyes. Oh, yeah, sorry. It's okay. You didn't bring protective eyewear? Uh... Clearly not. <laughs> also playing for the US from the Keep It podcast and a billion other awesome things. Louis Vertel. Well, Dave Lewis. Holmes, it is 
so wonderful to see your face. So Thank wonderful. Thank you. It's great to see you, too, in a Carpenter's T-shirt. I, I, I was going to win this with pure Americana, so yeah. that they can't see you, over there. Nope. Yeah. But they'll we'll get a picture. You never disappoint in the T-shirt department. I have to say, I don't know how this became my whole thing, but it is my only thing now. So. I mean, listen, <laughs> your thing often finds you. <laughs> That's right. You know yes. what I mean? If you search long <laughs> enough. Uh, so, Team US, what is our buzzing word? Well, your buzzing word. Um, Inku and I discussed it, and we're just going to be gross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah, things are pretty gross right now. It really does cover a lot. Uh, yeah. Lots of layers for there. Yeah. So this might all be fun nostalgia by the time this thing drops. But as we are taping, uh, our president has just uh, sent a first tweet about how he has been cooperating with the uh, the special counsel investigation, unlike the Clintons, in parentheses with an exclamation point. And we are now waiting for the butt. Right. Like, have you noticed that? Like he has done the thing, and we're wait- and it could have happened. It could happen now while we're in this room. We're not checking our phones. Yeah, we're waiting for the butt. No, right? Yes, yes. And and of course, it will be gross, whatever it is. So just again, <laughs> think about the theme. Yep. We'll keep exploring it as the episode goes on. Whatever it is, it's fucking gross. All right, great. Gross. What I heard was the American butt. Which is funnier oh, to me. That yeah. President Trump thinks we're waiting for the butt. Yeah. <laughs> that is that could be the next thing he tweets out. Just a picture of his big fat butt. <laughs> Found the butt. Yep. All right. So it's gross versus marmite. Those are pretty much synonyms to me. Uh, <laughs> let's play International Waters. As always, we're going to start the show with a pop culture warm-up we call What's the Story? You will be awarded one point for answers that are wrong but funny. If you don't know what I mean by wrong but funny, imagine if two democratic republics were both waiting in eager anticipation for the ritualistic continuation of a monarchy. Buzz in with your buzz in words when you know the answer. Question the first. Meghan and Harry have announced that neither President Trump nor President, uh, former President Obama will be attending their wedding following a decision not to have any political leaders at the function. It's not the first time Meghan Markle has gone out of her way to avoid Trump, though, according to a recent biography about the Princess Bride. She pre- previously made it a point to avoid him while filming which game show? Go, gross. Gross. Could it be Deal or No Deal? It could be Deal or No Deal. I'm so sorry. I almost lost that point for us. <laughs> I would have said deal or no deal as a joke. I didn't know yeah. it was a real thing. Yeah, she was a, uh, a briefcase model, as you all know, on Deal or No Deal. Uh, it filmed close to the Apprentice uh, Studios. According to this biography, which is admittedly an unauthorized bio by Andrew Morton, Mar- Markle and several other briefcase girls knew to steer clear of Donnie T because he was, if you can believe it, <laughs> kind of a creepy guy who was a little bit grabby. That seemed... No. Yeah. Oh, my word. What? So that doesn't seem to be journalistically true. I didn't know had Deal or No Deal. I didn't know oh, did we cases. ever? It's coming back. It's coming back to CNBC. Oh, right. With no, fucking Howie Mandel. My favorite thing about that show is, or Meghan Markle did an interview once. She's like, all you wanted was to sit down. Just like that oh, was yeah. your life on the set of Deal or No Deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sitting up there, just standing near a briefcase on a tray. Right. Right. Yeah. Jesus Christ. All right. Points to the U.S. Question number two. Queen of the future news. Now, sadly, it is not as exciting as it sounds. This is not a question about some femme cyborg, galactic ruler from a potential future. It is about ex-high street fashion chain store employee Kate Middleton. Heard of her? (laughs) You've heard of her. Uh, The Daily Mail, your go-to vessel for celebrity news and hatred. And the sidebar of shame uh, printed a front page story in their print edition in which they claimed that Kate was physically abnormal. My question is, in what way did they say the Duchess was weird? Marmite. UK. Her bum wasn't as nice as her sister's. Oh, incorrect. (laughs) That is something Daily Mail would definitely say. They would say that. They probably have said that. But this was literally on the front page 
with photographic evidence, what was her deformity? Gross. Gross. Oh, I know. U- U.S. <laughs> uh, I don't believe that her hair is real because it's too nice oh. for a British person's. So I'm guessing she uses some sort of horse shampoo in order to strengthen it. Okay. Incorrect. I liked that you well, showed my, your work. My, my, uh, her back teeth, to you, Ken. Her no, teeth were fake. No, no. no, ignore him. I know what it is. <laughs> Come on. Emily, I know you Marmite, know this. Marmite yeah. redeemed. Yes. It's her hands. Something about hands. I'm going like, to the, 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 give you the point. Her fi- they said that her fingers were all the same length. That's this is, the story was printed under the headline, Ooh. Why are Kate Middleton's fingers all the same length? Accompanied by a photo of her hand, whereupon her fingers are all different lengths. Oh, wow. They couldn't even, they <laughs> couldn't even back it up. They didn't That's even fucking Photoshop journalism it. For you. Yeah. Is that also her thumb? No, just the fingers. Okay. Just the fingers. They said, why are they all the same length? And there's a picture. And they're just regular finger variants. So they didn't lengths. even make the effort of Photoshopping no. the photo. Nope. No. That is shameful. Sad day Just stroking propaganda yep. about her hands. Okay, yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. For a bonus point, what weird thing about you would you be worried a British tabloid would lead with? Uh, gross. Yes. Lewis. I would be described as, okay, I'm not sure this is exactly right. I would be described as quiff-haired. Or, yeah. Or quiffed or uh-huh. something like that. Anyway, the word quiff would come up. Yeah. Okay. A quiff. Yeah. No, definitely. Point to you. Thank you. It wouldn't be interesting, uh, but it would be horrifying. UK. Marmite. Yeah. I'm worried they would uh, discover my past and learn that I used to, at school, in PE class, I used to steal hockey sticks. What did you do with them? What? I just, yeah, every week I used to steal a hockey stick and put it in the bin. Okay. In like the big school bin. And I took a couple of home as well. Is this your wow. way of getting hockey off the national curriculum? <laughs> It's a very, very small contribution to that scheme. Wow. But I just did it because I wanted to feel rebellious. You know, there was n- there was nothing I ever did in my life that was rebellious. Wow. I, yeah, I love that you're getting out in front of the story. I love that you're, you're post-shame. You're post exactly. post-shame. So um, wait, my question is, so you just stole one and then there was a rush there, so it became sort of something you would do again and again? It was a knock-on effect, yeah. And the right. sad thing is it wasn't even like a, a fun, weird thing I did with my mates. Only I knew. It was only me and the hockey sticks. <laughs> that's so, that's officially kinky and I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone else? Gross. Yes, Ingo. I am a much better shoplifter than the Winona writer because I have never been caught. Never been caught ever once, huh? Oh, oh I could learn good. from you. Wow. wow. So, what, what do you like to, what do you like to pilfer? What did you like to pilfer? Because this is obviously all. <laughs> yes. Um, Adwala juices, because at the time. Wait, what? Adwala juices. Okay. I did not believe that you or anyone should be able to pay $3 for a bottle of juice. It's Juice belongs to the world. It's just water <laughs> with sugar in it, but yeah. also from a fruit, which I believe is like mostly free anyway. Yeah. So it did not make any sense to me that I should have to pay three whole dollars. Yeah. And now in L.A., people pay upwards of $27 per juice. So no. I guess I was in the wrong. Do you feel that you had a hand in driving up those juice prices by making the property more <laughs> scarce? I mean, if that's the case, of course, like, uh, prove it. Okay. All right. I'm going to get to work on that. Emily, anything? Marmite. Um, not that they would lead with Marmite. I think uh, I would hate them to clock on to the fact that I'm very gassy. And I would, I would hate... <laughs> I can testify. Yes. <laughs> I'm in the same studio right now. I'm in a tiny booth. Um, uh, yeah, I'd hate them. I'd hate everyone to know that about me. That's why I like to say it on podcasts. Wow. <laughs> I'm owning I love that. It. Yeah, I'm, I'm a gassy it, person, all right? 
Dig it. Dig it. I'm fine with it. Bonus points all Thanks, around. guys. For that one. My hands Why are also, my fingers are also jarringly different lengths. And I feel like they would <laughs> yeah. key right Wildly into that. Wildly different. Yes. That is a confusing hand. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> at the end of round one, the scores are as follows. It is a tie. Three apiece. Wait. Yeah. Now it's time for a round we're calling hashtag just cause or impediment. In keeping with our interminable royal wedding theme, we want you to tell us your best ideas for objections to shout out at a wedding when the celebrant or officiant asks if you have any. Maybe I don't like her hair. Maybe that's not a couple. There's only one person in there in a mirror. Maybe uh, it'll never work. She's too far ahead in her Game of Thrones binge watching. Let's go. Gross. UK. US, I mean. Just one word. Yeah. Murderer. <laughs> As in not explaining who it is, just the sense of knowledge about the person that would make an entire room believe, oh, that's that's a murderer getting married up there. Yeah, and not even like really shouting, just like yeah, murderer, murderer. You ever seen that episode of The Wonder Years where w- the one guy comes back from Vietnam and someone just yells it in a crowd? Uh-huh. Anyway, I think about that all the time, and I think this could be al- applicable prank wise to our lives. Oh, I love it. I love it. Two points down. Gross yeah. corgis. Yes, what? Corgis. What about corgis? Here's you just throw cor- corgis. No, I, the royal family clearly bred corgi so that they could have dogs that they could very easily kick. Uh-oh. And I think that that is a sign of a malicious nature. And this is therefore a warning to Megan uh-huh. that she should not marry such a vicious, vicious people. Wow. Mm, something to think about. Point to you for sure. Okay. You got it. Yeah. Avalanche. <laughs> okay. Just clear the room. <laughs> yeah. Nothing specific about anyone up there. Just. Clear the room. Yeah, clear the room. And yeah. I think that'd just be a fun thing to play at yeah. many weddings. Great tactic. Thank yeah, you. fire in a crowded room. You can't say, we have not covered avalanche. Also, the funny no, thing you can say that. attack. Yeah. The fun <laughs> thing about... anything that people are fearful of. You know what? That's it. I'm going to end that round right there. The scores are... Uh, Team US has six points. The UK has five. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Is there a dog in a car at a bar on the street? Yay! I'm Allegra Ringo, a small dog owner. My dog, Pistachio, howls when she's excited. And I'm Renee Colvert, a big dog owner. My dog, Tugboat, tips over when he's sleepy. And we co-host a podcast called Can I Pet Your Dog that airs every Tuesday. We bring you all things dog. Yes, dog news, dog tech, dogs we met this week. We also have pretty famous guests on butt legs. We're not going to let them talk about their projects. No. Just want to hear about those dogs. We don't want to hear about your stuff, only your dogs. So join us every Tuesday on Max Fun. Welcome back. You're listening to International Waters. I am your host, Dave Holmes. With us, playing for the US of A, Ingu Kang and Louis Vertel. Playing for the UK, Mawan Rizwan and Emily Lloyd Saney. Let's move on to a round we are calling the Special Relationship Nearlywed Game. Patterned after the classic game show where contestants would try to prove just how well they knew their new spouses, we have asked each of our guests to answer a series of questions prior to the show pertaining to their favorite things about their rival country's culture. You filled those things out. I saw you working on them before we got in here. (laughs) Diligently, yes. Yep. Now we're going to ask their rival teams who've gotten to know them really well in the last few minutes of this podcast where they're in totally different rooms on totally different continents to see whether they can accurately guess those answers. I will award points however I fucking feel like. Cool? Mm -hmm. Cool. Let's start. Lewis, what do you think is Emily's favorite American food item? Oof. Okay. Uh, I am going to go with, I mean, a distinctly American item. I'm going to say fried chicken. 
fried chicken. I just don't. I just don't think any. What other food item says to you? I'm in Kansas and it's too hot out mm-hmm. and. My relatives uh, 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 are threateningly ignorant. Uh huh. And I want my food in a pail. Precisely. Yes. Uh, Emily, what is your favorite yes. American food? I wrote mac and cheese. Oh, mac and cheese. I you feel would like have a those fool. items together. Have you lot, would have those items together. We have a lot of fried chicken over here. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't say that that was yours. But you don't have mac and cheese. Yeah, but it's not, you know, as common. Not as we don't good. Have mac and cheese shops. Okay. You got a lot of chicken shops. Yeah. We do have legitimate mac and cheese shops here. Yeah, and, right. Entire grilled cheese restaurants. I love America. Moan, what <laughs> do you think is Ingu's favorite British musician or band? One Direction. One I'm Direction. I'm sorry, Ingu. Is that, is that why, judgmental? Why do you say that? Yeah, why? Uh, because <laughs> yeah, Ingu's <why>? crying. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Because I mean, because uh, I, maybe in an ironic way, you know, they've been gone long enough for it to be like, cool again and in the last 10 years they were our main export weren't they okay well what is it ingo it's ed sheeran ed sheeran very close same thing (laughs) and were you saying that ironically uh no because the only music i listen to is at the gym and the only song that ever plays at my gym is the shape of you and so i Uh went through like a whole period of hating that song and now i love that song and also i love sweaty gingers so Uh really it works out Okay. Mine is such an appropriate gym song. It really is. Yeah, they play it a lot at mine as well. (laughs) Okay, see? I'll be damned. Okay, there you go. No points on the board so far. Do you guys still care about PJ Harvey over there? That was my answer. Oh. My number one for sure among Brits. We care, but we wouldn't have written her down. Well, that's too bad. All right. So it's more sort of indifferent. Okay. All right. She's there. Yeah, bemused indifference. Uh, Ingu, who is Moan's favorite American actor? Woody Harrelson, ah. the most American actor there ever was. Okay. That whole jaw is just like a replica of Texas. It's true. <laughs> it's very true. Moan, what say you? It's actually Leonardo DiCaprio because I'm basic like that. Okay. You are basic. That's Leo pretty basic. and One Direction, you are like my nightmares, high school, like, <laughs> no. <right school. laughs> No, One Direction was your favorite, hypothetically, <laughs> not mine. <laughs> it's a crucial distinction. Emily, what is Lewis's favorite British sitcom? Um, I I'm think curious Lewis's about this, too. Favorite British sitcom is Stella. <laughs> is what? Stella. She's gone for a really niche I Welsh don't... sitcom. Oh, what's Stella about? Uh, honestly, this is uh, it's it's about a woman. <laughs> it's just, just honestly, about a woman. I have uh-huh. not even watched it. <laughs> okay. But what happened here is that I had a blank on any British works <laughs> ever made, uh-huh. and that is the first word that came into my head. And okay. I, hopefully, that was the first word that came into your head too. It's okay. a comedy drama. It's a comedy drama, yeah. Emily, oh. which is technically not a sitcom. It's no. comedy in a situation, and the situation is her life, okay? Ah, okay. Stella, that <laughs> was I also an American comedy show on Comedy Central with David Wayne and Michael Ian Black and Michael uh, Showalter. Oh, was it? It was about how much they want to convince you that they're charming. Right. Um, I have 
Uh, what I believe is the, the correct answer. I, I had don't two acceptable Stella. answers. Yeah. Really? Yes. Okay. N- neither of them, my friend Stella, who uh-huh. I should get to know. But <laughs> okay, is one is one of them? Are you being served? No, oh, actually, okay. I, I went with uh, Abfab and uh, Vicious. Oh, <gasps> yeah. oh my word! Emily, how, what is wrong with course. me? Yeah. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Emily? I'm gonna say I, I gave you a pretty wide swing and yeah. be punished. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what is a good punishment for British people? Yeah. Um, I I think uh, watching Stella. <laughs> okay. <and> over again. <laughs> yeah. Knowing is that she Ab like, Fab is playing in a different room. Is she like a young single gal in the city and, you no. know, no? Nothing exciting like that. <laughs> Nothing exciting. No. Well, all right. No, no. I'm tired of no, Stella. No, you win that. I'm sorry. Okay. I should have put that. Uh, Lewis, what is Moan's favorite American sport? Ooh. I was very excited to answer this on behalf of the Brits because my answer would definitely have been darts. Ah, which they like a darts champion died recently, and they're like, the darts champion's dead. <laughs> like, the, it was like really yeah, alarming. Everyone gets the rest of the day off work. Um, uh, favorite American sport? I'm gonna go with. Hmm, I have to say ours are pretty watered down. I'll go. I'll go. Baseball. Baseball. Moan. Oh, you're right. Did we actually get one? Yes. Oh my god. Ding, 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 ding. A point. I read him. Oh, yes. You read him. Baseball. Because it reminds me of all the uh, films growing up, you know. I watched a lot of films, American films. It is uniquely American. And I always always played cricket wishing that the bat was just a bit more rounded. (laughs) Sure, sure. Do you also know how we know that uh, baseball is an American sport and not a British one? Because all British sports involve ruining grass. Yeah. So, like, soccer, cricket, lacrosse, hunting. Wimbledon tennis. Any oh, of, no, I guess that's clear. No. Whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, all of those involve really had ruining for the grass, grass uh-huh. because there's too much grass, so I get it. You have to, like, have, like, a fun Ingo, way I feel of, like, like yeah. you've been worrying about this for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Ingo's thought this one through. Yeah, um, man. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. And Wimbledon is grass, so there Yeah, you go. it is grass. Yeah. yeah that's okay. Uh, by the way, uh, Lewis, this has nothing to do with what we're saying right now. Why is it red for filth? Good question, and not, and not too filth, and and or too dirt. I like the idea that you can be read in several ways, and then prepositionally, like there's a file cabinet for just filth. Yeah. So I guess it just feels categorically correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Moan, who is Lewis's favorite British political figure? Uh, I'm gonna go contemporary and say Sadiq Khan, Mayor of London. Okay. He's young. He's fresh. Mm-hmm. Lewis? I went with uh, one-time PM Glenda Jackson. Oh. <laughs> Two-time Oscar winner. <laughs> sure. Yes. Okay. Yeah, oh, you should have known, known that one. You really oh, should have known Glenda classic. Oh, I'm pretty sure that would have been your second answer. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> now she's in like King Lear and just like tearing it up here with her harsh yeah. bangs. She did some, uh, <laughs> did she do some like Neil Simon movies in the 70s yes, or something like that? Yes, she's exactly that person. Yeah, Correct. of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. Uh, Ingu, what is Emily's favorite American tourist attraction? Walmart. Oh, is that a tourist attraction now? It should be. Okay. uh, Emily, your answer. (laughs) Okay. Um, I I put Empire State, but the the Walmart in Empire State. The Empire, just all of New York or the Empire State Building? The Empire State Building. The Empire State (laughs) Building. Okay, you've been there. The all of New York. Yeah, that works. Okay. Have you been there? I have been there. Yeah, I loved it. Perfectly nice. Did you you, uh, meet a handsome uh, widowed father? At the top of it, after oh, you mean, uh, talking I, yeah, to each other yeah, through the no, radio. No, I didn't meet no. one. Well, you haven't really done it then. 
Yeah, you haven't really done it then. Uh, Emily, what is Ingu's favorite British historical event? And to be fair, some of our historical events count as your historical events as well. Yeah, okay. Uh, I've put um, that one day that Friends wasn't shown on uh-huh. any channel. Uh-huh, okay. Okay. This was a sad in the UK. Day. It was a yeah, sad it was day a for everyone day. In, in both places. Ingu, are they right? No. Oh. It is the beheading of Anne Boleyn. Beheading I mean, it felt Anne the same Boleyn. though, right? <laughs> beheading of Anne Boleyn, guys. Well, we, we got one point. But we're moving on to our lightning round. I'm just going to go down the line. I want each of you to tell me what you wrote down as your fa- favorite weird way of pronouncing a word, Emily. Uh, Leicester Square. No, we don't actually say that. That's a fucking. You do. Oh no, my god! I we heard don't. Americans we say don't. it. I heard it well, last week. I don't. Do you, we? Li- we Li- don't. Leicester. I can't think of a context in which that would come up. Yeah. I refuse to say a word with that many vowels in it. Okay, that's very. You true. say Edinburgh and Leicester Square. Okay. Oh, there you go. Get I off hear our that. fucking case, uh, Moan. Naked. Naked. Yeah, I like naked. Ingu. Sport, not sports, but. Sport. Sport. I like that. I find that very charming. Which reminds me of maths, which is another British thing I love. Oh, I love maths. Yeah. Uh, all of the maths. Quite. I mean, and it should It should be. I mean, like, they're, they're right. It's mathematics. Yeah, yeah right. It's different, mm-hmm. There's different yeah. type of math. Maths. 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 With an F. Lewis, what is yours? Uh, I went with Vincent van Gogh. Oh, that's a fun one. Because we, we, van Gogh sounds really like you he could van be van from Gogh. Missouri. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know. Oh, I like that. Well done, everybody. Let's recap our scores at the end of that round. What do you say? Oh, they're being furiously tabulated on an iPad right now. The U.S. has nine. The U.K. has six. Ooh. All right. Oh. Woo. It's very close, guys. Now it's time for a round we are calling The King and Queen, in which we very, very much stretch the meaning of a themed episode to bring you a series of questions about the king, a.k.a. Elvis Presley, oh. and the queen, the band queen. Uh, there is no need to buzz in for this round. The questions will be asked to each team directly. Team UK, you get the first of these. Okay. Uh, in 1957, Elvis was drafted into the U.S. Army on the advice of his manager, Colonel Parker. He elected not to serve in the entertainment branch of the special services, but rather as a regular soldier stationed in Germany from 1958 to 1960. His military career did help his public image, but the initial draft story also helped inspire a Broadway musical. Let's hear a clip of the fictional version of Elvis from that show. There are chicks just right for some kissing And I mean to kiss me a few All right. Team UK, my question for you is, can you name that musical? Um, Elvis and the Feminist Farm. No. Very close, but no. Oh. Emily, you want to take a swing? Uh, Elvis and the Macho Shed. Okay, so it's a fictional Elvis, so they wouldn't call the fictional Elvis <laughs> oh, Elvis. Okay, uh, John. <laughs> okay, it's just called the musical is just called John. Well, now you're just embarrassing yourselves, Team UK. That is Bur- of course, bye bye birdie, bye bye birdie, starring Dick Gauthier at the time on Broadway. Yes. Oh yeah. my God! Mm-hmm. See, and of course the the film version featured. Charles Nelson Riley, uh huh, yes. and uh, Anne Margaret. Yeah, oh, of course, Anne Margaret. Yes, of course. Who would uh, less Mad Men parody? Start, yes. yes, right. She Wait, would, what uh, was it called? It was called Bye Bye Birdie. Bye Bye, bye Birdie. Birdie. Oh, yeah. nice alliteration. There is yeah. a uh, bonus question here. Anne Margaret, who was in the filmed version of Bye Bye Birdie, went on less than a year later to star in what movie with the actual Elvis? 
Uh, Elf. Oh, I've not seen any of his back catalogue, really. Jailbird. Hello, hello, chicken. <laughs> no, no. It was Viva Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Of course it was Viva yeah. Las Vegas. Oh. I think that's what we said. No, I, I listened to you and that's not what you said. <laughs> uh, question number two is for Team US to get us rolling on Queen. Here is a clip of one of the high camp power pop rock bands many gifts to sports fans. We are the champions. Okay, we've we've heard it. We've heard it. We've <laughs> it's heard familiar it. to me. We've heard it. We've been to sporting events and we've seen American Idol. That's right. We've heard people sing this this song and <laughs> fucking and goddamn crazy little thing called love. That's one of my least favorite songs of any band ever. I cannot bear it. And like if I when I hear it in public, my goal is to leave where it is playing before it shakes all around like a jellyfish. Right. Because the why only... does it have to fucking shake all around like a jellyfish? It's horrible. It's disgusting. <laughs> the only way to dance to that song is embarrassingly. Yes. Mm. The only way to sing that song is embarrassingly. Anyway, uh, lead singer Freddie Mercury had a habit of uh, coming out on top. Crossing paths in a record studio, Freddie Mercury really pissed Sid Vicious off by getting his name deliberately wrong and calling him what? Now, you will get points for entertaining answers even if you're not exactly correct. This is one of my favorite Freddie Mercury things ever. What did he call Sid Vicious? Ooh. Vivacious. Ooh, Sid Vivacious? Yes. (laughs) That's fun. Fifth place on the season of Drag Race. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, uh, he called him Sid, uh, 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 Viscous. No. He called him Simon Ferocious. (laughs) That's good. I fucking love that. You can't come back from it. You can't come back from Simon Ferocious. Also, I mean, in the Tommy Laren era of just mispronouncing people's names, uh, you know, on purpose, like, it really is a way to flatten somebody. It really is. I call her Lisa. Yeah, precisely. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. She does not deserve our attention. Right. No, she's bad. Kelly Bundy's friend with an opinion (laughs) is not something that we need in our lives. Uh, All right. Question number three is for Team UK. In 1970, Elvis recorded this live cover of a song called Polk Salad Annie. Uh, is named after a cheap and plentiful herb meal that was popular in the deep, deep south. I'm sorry, herb. That's my favorite, <laughs> different pronunciation. Uh, the song's uh, artist, Tony Joe White, said that Elvis performed the song so well on stage that it felt like he had written, him his, written it himself. Let's hear a little bit of that. Down in Louisiana, where the alligators grow so mean, I lived a girl that I swear to the world made the alligators look Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. That was a song from the uh, from the peak of Elvis's insufferable period. Uh, now, that was a hit song, but it is hardly the most prevalent food-based legend that uh, Elvis is known for. In fact, he so beloved a particular sandwich, the Fool's Gold Sandwich, that he once boarded his private jet and flew to Denver from Graceland just to get it. My question for you, Team UK, can you name at least three of the five ingredients of Elvis's favorite sandwich? Bread. <laughs> that is an ingredient, yes. One. Butter. No. Crayfish. No. Uh, I think lots of meat was in it. Okay, that's I meat. Think that's food. You just can't just do that. Me. You can't you gotta give me specifics. So you're not gonna let us have bread? Yeah, no bread, yes. You also oh, got one and then you went back on it and I'm feeling generous. Thank you, because we're doing so badly. Uh, and that okay, was I reckon it was definitely meaty. Yeah. I mean you have to be specific, Emily. That is a broad category. I think, I, meat is a broad category that is open salt to interpretation. Beef. Okay, salt, salt beef. Salt beef. You had big teeth. I want gherkins on there. Mm. You're um, just ordering a sandwich you'd like to eat right now. Yeah. And um, 
what kind of what kind of sauce do we want in it? Do you do deliveries, <laughs> <laughs> Dave? Uh, we I think do I not. Misunderstood the game. We do not. Okay, so we've got bread, salt beef, and gherkins. Okay, you said butter. Margarine is in it. Oh my! French bread Oof. is in it. Also, peanut butter, oh. jelly, and bacon. What? Yeah. That simple. Yeah. Yep. You overthought it, guys. Can I just oh. tell you, the producers outside are having some kind of food-based meltdown now. Oh, I like that. Okay. For, I mean, he, he he flew a plane out for that. It wouldn't be. I mean, if you're going to make it at Yeah, home, you could, you could have simply make it at home. Although, at least have it for a bit of salt. Perhaps the, the Denver water makes different kind of bread than the, the Memphis water. I don't know. But for bonus, uh, bonus uh. points for anyone, can you name the amount of any of those items? French bread, margarine, peanut butter, jelly. Wow. Uh, I'm going to say there's four slices of bacon. Uh, incorrect. Damn. Ooh. I'm going to say it was a double decker, so three slices of bread. Incorrect. Two uh, it's a French jars of one. peanut butter. <laughs> incorrect. That's the first one that you've overestimated. Ooh, the peanut butter was only on one side, so it only kicks you a, a, a few minutes later. No. That's not an amount. That's just a place. Yeah, oh. No, I'm gonna. A just, fistful uh, of jelly. A fistful of jelly. That is a film. Uh, no, the uh, the answers are <laughs> as follows: a whole loaf of French bread, Oof. two tablespoons of margarine, an entire jar of peanut butter, an entire jar of jelly, and a pound of bacon. So if each slice of bacon were a quarter pound, you would have been correct, <laughs> Lewis. It was designed to serve eight to ten people. Elvis would eat it on his own. Elvis, I will remind you, wow. is the deadest person in the world. Among the deadest. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I'm again confused by needing margarine with the peanut butter. Like I'm just among flavors that will cancel each other out. I feel yeah. like margarine is hiding now. You margarine. need the slipperiness oh, of the margarine because yes. otherwise you'll just have like all the peanut butter stuck yeah. in the top How does, of your mouth. Right, the bacon should neck. fly down your throat. Yes. So right. true. <laughs> so true. Need, I mean, it's, it's essentially Astroglide for, yeah. for food. <laughs> just, we should have been the entourage. Yeah. Oh, God, you wouldn't survive it. Question number four is for Team US. <laughs> Queen most recently toured as Queen plus Adam Lambert. The official name shows their poor grasp of mathematical location. It should, of course, be Queen minus Fred Mercury plus Adam Lambert. Time's getting Brian May out of the house. Uh, Okay. Uh, But back in their heyday, they, of course, collaborated with everyone's favorite space weirdo, David Bowie, on Under Pressure. You know that song. Mm -hmm. Uh, Team USA, we're going to play you a clip from the start of that song. We're going to stop it just before the Freddie Mercury part comes in. Why are we doing that? so that you can give your best approximation of that upcoming Freddie Mercury vocal. It's my favorite thing to do. The closer you get, the more points. Let's start now. This is just under pressure, something like that. No. It's like, no, what's, no. what's the, what happens next? Let's back it. Let's back it up a few seconds. Let's do it again. I know you know it. I know you got it in you. Is it like a scream? <laughs> Believe it or not, Ingu is sort of right. Let's let's back it up one more time. Right. Okay. Okay. And then he just says okay for some reason. I don't know why he says okay. That's okay. Okay. That's okay. 
I would love to go into a meeting and just do that and at the end be like, <laughs> okay? Yeah. That is how I break the ice. Uh, at the end of that round, the scores are as follows. Team USA has how many points? 12 of them. Team UK has six. We are going to take a break. We'll be right back with our final round after this. Well, (laughs) congratulations. You've achieved your goal. Thank you so much to the over 28,000 members who joined or upgraded during the 2018 Max Fund Drive and to all of our monthly members. You showed up in full force to help us reach our goal and to show our appreciation, we're putting up this year's batch of Max Fund Drive exclusive enamel pins on sale for all $10 and up monthly members. And just like last year, we're giving all the profits to charity. For 2018, we're supporting the National Immigration Law Center. The sale will run from May 18 through May 28, so don't miss it. $10 and up monthly members will be receiving personalized code and instructions to purchase pins on May 17. So keep your inbox open and notifications on. For more details, head over to MaximumFun.org pins. And to learn more about the National Immigration Law Center and support them directly, you can go to NILC.org. Welcome back. And so we go to our final round. Now, I know both teams have tried super hard, and I want you to know it's been as useless as the executive power of modern monarchs because the winner of the final round receives one million points. Oh, my God. That's so many. That is a lot. That is a lot of points. It could be decisive. Uh, This round is a favorite of ours. We like to call Kill Your Idols. This is where we chuck out the spirit of friendly international competition and instead go right for our rival nation's jugular. We are giving each of our teams a piece of pop culture from across the pond that seems almost unassailable. And yet, we're going to demand that you assail it. Team UK, you're going first because you're behind. Putting two minutes on the old clock, and in keeping with our royal wedding theme, you will be talking about one of the most beloved movies ever to feature a princess bride because it is, in fact, The Princess Bride. Uh, It's a Rob Reiner fantasy comedy. It's held an inconceivable sway over a generation of audiences. Now we're going to ask you to break the hearts of millions of Fred Savages by telling us why kissing books are actually terrible. Uh, What do you want to tell us? That the sixth finger on Christopher Guest's hand looked fake? That Andre the Giant was just an above-average size but still human man? Go ahead and pour Iocane poison into the thing that we love. I don't know what that means because I've never seen this film. Your time starts now. The Princess Bride is actually a tale of a woman trapped, uh, trying to get out uh, from all these many kind of grabby, grabby men. Mm. Um, And she just chooses the best one out of the worst of them. And what you don't see is in the deleted scenes, uh, there's one where she just cries. And no one's really sure whether it's just the actress crying or the character. But needless to say, it's heartbreaking. The director's cut said it was both, actually. Yeah, saying, get me out, get me out, stop touching. (laughs) Yeah. Keep going. you got loads of time. Oh, okay. And also, uh, it was filmed, actually, on a, a, a small remote island. And what they did was put all the inhabitants of that island into the sea mm-hmm. while they filmed. Uh-huh. They all had to, just so that they could film in there. And actually, they infested it with loads of chihuahuas yeah. because the actress demanded that that be in her rider. And actually, that did really bad things to the ecological system of that nation. So if you watch that film, really, you're supporting... 
a ton of collusionism. Yeah, and actually her middle name is Forced, so it's Princess Forced Bride, um, which is, I mean, I'm sick. So Princess is her first name? A Princess is her first name. It was actually Double Barrel. It was Princess Princess Forced Bride, Yeah, uh, because she took his surname, which was Bride. But the exec producers said it would give out the wrong message, so they took it out in the end. And they don't like women keeping their own names. Uh, They just wanted to, you know, patriarchy, is what I'm saying. Uh Actually, if you play the film backwards and speed it up to about four seconds, it actually spells out patriarchy. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> you got time. That's true. You got time. Um, also, Andre the Giant was actually a test tube baby gone wrong. Oh. Uh, and he was exploited for his size. True. Very true. Um, oh, the Daily Mail went to town on this, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. they said he had abnormal absolutely everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. yeah. Okay. You got 10 seconds. Let's stick this landing. So anyone who watches The Princess Bride who thinks every Sunday, oh, I wish I could watch Princess Bride again, what you're, what you're watching is slavery. <laughs> wow, that, that was right on time. Well done. And you didn't even get to the whole thing where it's like, my name is Simon Ferocious, he killed my brother, I'm going to kill you now, or whatever the thing is that I've never seen says. it. Mm-hmm. Never, never fucking seen it. seen it, and it really drives me crazy. It's also the people who quote it are the worst, and also it's not that funny. Worst. It doesn't seem to be. It's like a two and a half star movie that like people who want to quote ugly looking men go to. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I actually want to watch it's like it a twee Caddyshack. Yes, right, yeah. which as we both know is the worst. It's the fucking I have actually worst. seen it, yeah. and my friends absolutely love it, and they quote it, and I don't remember anything kind of memorable. Mm-hmm. So I have to like pretend that I remember the whole story and that it's it's a little nostalgic fun thing of mine, but I have no idea. Uh-huh. Well, now you can send them a recording of this. I'm sure they'll love yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was good. You raised some interesting points. Team US, it now I think so. falls to you to take down a true member of British pop royalty, Mr. I'm sorry, Sir Elton John. He led a nation in mourning for Princess Diana, straining a metaphor about a candle as far as it would stretch, <laughs> and then further. Uh, he single-handedly kept the British textile and glitter industries afloat. He double-handedly played the piano, sometimes also pushing pedals with his feet. So tell us why he is the absolute worst thing to happen to music, why he shamed Diana with his song, why his piano should be confiscated and turned back into trees and elephants. Your two minutes starts... Now. Well, first of all, he spent way too much time recently on his fight with Madonna. And let me just say, as a spectator, I do not like the feeling of homosexuality's parents getting divorced. <laughs> so that was already scarring. <laughs> Second of all, um, your song is just a non-rhyming monologue. It's like a, the first live journal entry. Can you actually just get to like a rhyme scheme that it doesn't just seem like you talking to somebody who's hotter than you? That's what I think that song is actually about. The song Little Genie, how little is she? I don't like her being d- diminutized this way. It seems she, she could be quite large. And I don't what, know. And what about what this is, tiny dancer? Precisely. How tiny? Yeah. And by the way, if they're that tiny, they're not that fun to watch. They have to be somewhat tall. If you've ever seen uh, the Misty Copeland, she's very tall. Think about her when you're thinking about ballet um also uh also elton john ruined your childhood (laughs) because if you go back and listen to all of the songs all of the songs from the lion king yes they are all bad and also kind of racist hakuna matata yeah and you know what the reason why they're so bad is because he wrote them all like in two days gave them to disney disney was like no like maybe spend like a little bit more time writing all of the music for like our best movie ever and he was like you know what I don't want to. Like, here it is. You take it, you leave it. That's what kind of selfish fuck Elton John is. <laughs> can, we also, can we also talk about the song Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Can you feel the love tonight? 
that's what he just imagines that like lions like hanging out in like a Cialis commercial. Like, what is this song for? That's what they fuck to. I just don't see it. But, you know and what I mean? Also, brother and sister. So really, he su- he ruined your childhood by also supporting incest. Not cool. Right. By the way, cool. sorry seems to be the hardest word. Is a terrible song for somebody with a lisp. Just imagine. <laughs> It's just so true. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then moving on to uh, uh, Don't Go Breaking My Heart, which is, I believe, cocaine as a song. <laughs> uh, I actually think it's wonderful, but now I had to watch Sean Mendes cover it, and he didn't do it gay enough, so I'm sad. Okay. Also, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. He doesn't want people from farms to have good careers. Fuck you, Elton Right. Come on, Elton. <laughs> right. <laughs> we did not even get to, if I were a sculptor, Oh, but then again, no. I hate that. <laughs> by the way, Moulin, by the way, Moulin Rouge is also the worst, and I want to yeah. say specifically that part is the worst. Oh, Moulin Rouge yeah. is the worst. If, you, if you're going to use a simile, then be decisive, yes. mate. Keep <laughs> yeah. going. Yeah, don't like, back away from the image you're creating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are erasable fucking pens now. You, like if you start a line that you don't like, erase it. <laughs> right. Uh, also, Near, far, wherever you are. Actually, no, scratch that. Yeah, that's not him. <laughs> um, my uh, my favorite Elton John story is this. Uh, on the uh, the shoot of the video for I'm Still Standing, Yes, which is the gayest video, the gayest, cokiest video that has ever happened. It's like it's him and a bunch of body-painted guys in Speedos on a beach in Nice. Uh, Bruno Tonioli from, uh, so, from uh, Dancing with the Stars is one of them. Wow. He plays a bellhop at this like super gay like beachside hotel that grabs um, Elton John's bag and brings him to the door, and Elton John literally tips him in a, a handful of glitter. Um, so it, the day that they shot it, they kept blowing <laughs> uh, takes because it was a very windy day and sand would blow in people's faces and whatever, and it didn't look good. And he got more and more frustrated and more and more cokey. And apparently toward the end of the day, he was like, someone needs to stop the wind. <laughs> like he demanded that someone stop the wind. No, wait, Dave, do you know the song Rapper Up by Elton John? Oh. Yes, I do. And George and Michael. George Michael. Where they go through a rap of just old lady icons they both love. They're literally like Tallulah Bankhead. It's like this Seriously. crazy um, gay rap before yeah. either of them Catherine is out. Hepburn. I love that song. Yeah. Yes. No one Vivian talks. Lee. Yeah. <laughs> Vivian Lee is who they're purporting they want to have sex with. <laughs> like, good try. Glenda Jackson yeah. <laughs> in the 1970s. Um, and then they end with Kiki D. And in the video, she just rises up. Oh, right. And then yeah. she went back down. And then she went back down. <laughs> this is my well, way she of lives saying, in a cottage. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's th- there's just no doubt about it. The U.S. has won those million points. And that puts you oh, over the top. The U.S. You. is the greatest country in the world. UK, I'm very sorry. Oh, and I'm sorry about Elton John. behind. We're always behind. You're always we'll, a little bit behind. We'll never catch up, but really, will you we? got a fun... Hey, we'll always have Ed Sheeran. You know, and you got a fun <laughs> little party coming up. You put your little thing on your on your head. You put your cute little fascinator on and you watch a royal wedding. We don't have that. Fascinators are the ugliest thing about weddings, oh. apart from the, the Biden They're fun to look at. We got to think about Tiffany Trump and where she fits into everything. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. So, listen, you guys you guys win that one. Hats but in this should game, be shadow puppets. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. All right. Now, before we finish, do you have anything you want to plug? And then to offset the ego karma, something someone else made that you want to bring the attention of the world to, Ingu. Uh, I am a writer. I it was just weird. But... Sounds like you're apologizing. <laughs> I'm apologizing a little bit, but I guess just Google my name and look up stuff. But mm-hmm. also, I will plug this crazy documentary called The Wild Wild Country, which I just finished writing about. Um, if you wanted to ever... Be in love with someone who terrified literally the shits out of you. Uh-huh. Uh, 
go watch this because you will meet that person. Uh, okay. Oh. <laughs> I started it and I already know that it's going to creep me the fuck out. Yeah, it's okay. good. Cool. All right. Great. Louis Vertel. Uh, I live in a little enclave called Twitter, and uh-huh. it's uh, my handle is at Lewis Vertel. I also do Dave Holmes's old job of recapping American Idol for New York Magazine, which, you as you know, so is well. hero's work. <laughs> you do so, it so well. Uh, yeah, I do a podcast called Keep It. Right now, uh, I am into Kylie Minogue's new album. Mm. Uh, I feel like she's one of the last living pop artists who is also like an album artist, and I'm really protective over that as somebody who was secretly in his late 70s. Uh-huh. So, uh, yes, it's also weirdly supposed to be country tinged, which usually is like the death knell for these kind of projects, but I think she does it pretty well, and she sounds like champagne bubbles as ever before. Oh, so great. So there's like a slide guitar on a track. You've got it. Okay, very good. <laughs> Emily, what you got? Well, um, I will be in Edinburgh Fringe Festival for the whole of this August. Uh, I'm in three shows, but the one I'm going to plug is my sketch show uh, with Egg, which is my comedy duo, and it's called Richard Pictures, so that's for the whole of August at Edinburgh Fringe. I was actually going to plug Wild Wild Country, so it's awkward. However, it's been done, so I would like to draw everyone's attention to a band called Young Fathers. Yes. They are so cool. I discovered them way too late, but I saw them live and I was like, oh, you're so angry. I love this. Let's play. So, Young Fathers. Right on. Moan Rizwan, what you got? Uh, So, you can find me on Twitter at Moan, R-M-A-W-A-N-R. My last few tweets are basically just slagging off Kylie's new album. (laughs) Well. I don't know. (laughs) I'm kidding. I love Kylie. Um, And my life mirrors Emily's. So, anything Emily's doing, I'm usually in the background doing it with her. Uh, like, for example, our radio show on BBC Asian Network. Oh, yeah. I should have on, that. <laughs> yeah, Emily. Jeez. On Saturdays um, at 1 to 4 p.m. And I'm also at the Edinburgh Fringe uh, all of August with my show, Juice. Great. And that's it. That's it. All right. Very good. Ingo Kang, Louis Vertel, Moan Rizwan, Emily Lloyd Saney, thank you so much for playing International Waters. You there with the headphones. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on International Waters. Bye. You've been listening to International Waters with me, Dave Holmes, playing where Ingu Kang, Louis Vertel, Moan Rizwan, and Emily Lloyd Saini. Our theme music is USA versus White Noise by Ladytron. Thanks to them for letting us use it. Thank you also to everyone who has left a five-star review on Apple Podcast. If you haven't already done that, please do it. It really helps us get the word out to uh, new readers. And it uh, gives you a little spring in your step that lasts the whole day long. The show was recorded at Guilt Free Post in London by John Purcell Shackleton and at Max Fun HQ in Los Angeles. The script was written by Riley Silverman and John Luke Roberts. Our producers are Julian Burrell and Laura Swisher. And we take you to be our lawfully wedded wife. We'll see you next time. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.